Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, this is Cecilia Betzel, content producer at the Webby Awards. We're getting ready to honor the 2022 winners at the 26th Annual Webby Awards on May 16th. And trust me, you don't want to miss out. For just one night, this year's top digital creators are gathering to celebrate the best of the internet. It's going to be star-studded, with winners in attendance like Megan The Stallion, Takashi Murakami, Drew Barrymore, Laverne Cox, and more. Follow hashtag Webbies, that's hashtag W-E-B-B-Y-S, to watch all the best moments from the show hosted by Roy Wood Jr. as they happen on Instagram and Twitter. It all goes down Monday, May 16th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now, let's get started. From the Webby Awards, I'm David Michelle Davies. This is the Webby Podcast. Hey there, and welcome back. This episode is dedicated to celebrating and discussing some of this year's standout work. The content miners, crypto climbers, NFT jockeys, screaming memers, gaming warriors, platform busters, and the sites that bang. Yes, it's the winners of the 26th Annual Webby Award. As usual, I'm joined again by resident experts on all things internet, our president, Claire Graves, and chief production officer, Steve Marchese. Claire starts off talking about one of our all-time faves, Accidentally Wes Anderson. So, Accidentally Wes Anderson is a site, this social account, it is a photography thing, and it is people that are going around the world and taking photos of symmetrical design, atypical design, stuff that looks like a Wes Anderson movie. So, there's one of my favourites is a um, is a picture of the Scotsman Hotel, which of course is close to my heart because it's in Edinburgh where I was born and went to university. Have you been to that hotel? Uh, I have been to that hotel. I've worked at that hotel. I've eaten at that hotel. It is a beautiful hotel, uh, right in the centre of Edinburgh. And I encourage everybody to go and check out the site. You can navigate it by colour. I enjoy the turquoise. Purple is also very beautiful. Uh, and they're taking photos of hotels, famous sites, beautiful things. The book is amazing, is what I would also say. I, I I've been to a few book. people's homes where the book is on the table, and you open it up, and it really does look like you're looking at photos of a Wes Anderson movie, and they're not. They're just photos. Well, evidently, Cecilia tells me that they may be sending us a book. Oh, very exciting. So that's exciting. Ooh. You guys know how much I love a playlist. Do you know what I'd like even more about a playlist? A collection. Uh, oh, I know you love a collection. And, and the collections in here are, are, are amazing. You know, my favorite by far is cable cars. Cable cars are very Wes Anderson. Cable cars were so Wes Anderson, but they're yeah, not. They are. Anything, anything public transportation is pretty Wes Anderson. Yeah. And tiny houses. Tiny houses. The irony of the, the irony of the whole thing is it's accidentally Wes Anderson. It's going around photographing all these places and things that feel like Wes Anderson. The irony is that. Wes Anderson is so Wes Anderson now that he can't even have 
places that exist as the real sets. He now goes for the many times and creates sets from scratch that are what a Wes Anderson set looks like. So I know that on one of the recent movies, maybe not that recent, he took like a um, linen and things that was in like New Hampshire that was like going to be destroyed. And they cut the building like in half, and then they he built essentially, he accidentally on purpose Wes Anderson into the into the linen and things for the set of the movie. But it turns out he could just follow these people around and use use these sets. It, it speaks volumes to like the legacy of Wes Anderson. It does. was an entire visual style that like we all know is Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Symmetry, and we have some exciting, hopefully, news. They're going to come and cover. The Webby Awards, as Wes Anderson's our event space, Cipriani, Wall Street, is pretty Wes Anderson. I'm going to tell you, you know what else is pretty Wes Anderson? A five-word acceptance speech. Oh, there you go. It's very Wes Anderson. Good it may point. not be like visually, but it feels like tonally a Wes Anderson thing. Very good point. Well, we could talk about Wes Anderson for a long time. Also, one of the joys of Wes Anderson is if you haven't seen some of the movies, knowing that you will get to see them, that's a joy. All right, Steve, I know you have a favorite you want to bring up. I have a couple of things. I'm gonna, you know, I wanted a little out of the box, which, I, which I, I try to do in these things, and I wasn't really sure if I was allowed to do it, but I'm going Special Achievement Award. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, because it's another thing I talk about all the time, and why not talk about it even more with the two of you? You haven't heard enough of me talk about how much I love Severance on Apple Plus, the it's show. A great show. And particularly the performance of our Webby Best Actor, Adam Scott, who... Like I, I said this to Clayton, our creative director recently, Adam Scott is like reggae. It's just impossible not to love. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you don't like Adam Scott, you probably don't. You probably don't really like that much. You don't like things. Yeah. You know things. You know, right. like things. Great things. Um, and this is Adam Scott with maybe a little out of character for like not comedic, certainly not the Adam Scott that you and I love from Step Brothers, that's oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like so the Party Down. Party Down is my favorite. You know, he he come, brings a... a a lot more seriousness to Ben Stiller's show, which is I'm not going to, no spoilers. I feel like you should at least do a little summary yeah. description oh, for people oh, who haven't yeah, seen it. I don't, I don't think this is a spoiler. Severance comes from the the process by which people are severed in the show, which means that they can uh, sever their work life from their home life. So when they go to work, they have no memories of their home life. And when they go home, they have no memories of their work life. It's like taking the idea of work home balance and bring it into like science fiction realm. Hmm. So he basically plays two characters. Hmm. That's why he's so incredible. And there's Claire and I talked about how there's one scene where they get to the office, they go in the elevator, and the elevator is where like the severance happens. They're like turned they get turned on. And just the work that he does, like the way his face changes in that one like one second, it's like do they know that this happens to them? Like are they, they aware? Volunteer, they voluntarily uh. Okay. Put themselves up for for the for this to be severed. But when they're at, when they're at work, do they know that they can't remember what it's no, like to be at home? Or they don't even. This is spoiler. Okay. Right. It's very they, deep. They're not supposed to know. Okay. So let's put it that way. The show is very deep, it and is. it's very interesting that what compels you to not want to remember your life for half of your life is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. You don't get into it right away, but the reasons that prompt them to, to undergo this process are really interesting. It's just, it's so good. It's got like a, you know, a really kind of surreal tone. Um, the design nerds, it, they shoot a lot in the old Bell Labs building in Homedale, New Jersey, which was like a Ari Saruman building. It's like amazing 
structure. It's just like Ben Stiller, very, very impressed. Adam Scott, what a performance! Oh, that's my special achievement pick for for you guys. I'm gonna throw it to you, Dean. Yeah, maybe you have some three really good things here. I do, yeah. So, uh, I don't know, is there a theme here? I mean, I'd say the theme is somewhat less serious, is one thing. Um, but the two first things, and I'll just start with the first one, but the theme around the two first ones is I find that there's often a lot of really great technology out there that then is used for somewhat stupid things. I would categorize like just overall, you know, like webcam, some, maybe not overall, but some webcam AI things is generally turning out to be used for really dumb, fun, silly, but sometimes dumb ideas. And this one is, I think it's opposite of dumb. So it's a winner, it's a three-time winner. Uh, it was made by actually some people we know pretty well, um, Adept and Hello Monday, and it's called Fingerspelling XYZ. Uh, won the diversity category and a few others. It's a website, and essentially it uses your webcam and artificial intelligence to teach you um, sign language, uh, or at least the, the letters of sign language. Yeah, ASL. ASL, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like, I just think it's, like, it's so simple, and it's such a great uh, use of the technology. Um, and, you know, you pretty quickly, if you don't know the ASL, Letters already, you know, you can learn them pretty quick. You probably learn the whole thing and to start in five minutes, and then it builds from there. It uses the webcam so that it's you're holding your hand up, and it's um, using sort of like AI to track the where your fingers are in space in the model, and like really help you adjust so that your you know your A looks like an A and your L looks like an L, and you're turning it. And you can just have like real time feedback essentially, um, and it, it just it's super simple, but uh, works really well. And, you know, I think, um, these days people are understanding there's a lot of other uses. There's lots of uses for ASL and it's, uh, it's just, it's just generally a great thing to, to learn and use. And I, I think it really just sort of showcases and opens the door for how some of this tech can actually be, um, pretty, pretty, uh, groundbreaking. So. I'm a huge fan. It's one of my favorite Webby winners over the last couple of years, for sure. I mean, beautifully designed, so easy to use. I got the level two, by the way. I got the level two. They did a great job. I think they kind of, the, the experience feels a little bit like it's been gamified, yeah. but it's so simple to use, and no, they did a really great job. Yeah, you get points, and you want to kind of, yeah, it feels a little bit like they took cues from some of the language learning apps, like Duolingo and things like that, where like just making it fun really makes you want to sort of pr proceed to the next level and continue to learn more. So well done. Yeah. You know, another thing I, I sort of discovered doing it is, you know, maybe for those of you out there who like um, ever go to like German beer contests and you hold just, you hold the stein straight out like in your hand and it's like a turns. <laughs> it turns out, it <laughs> turns out. something that a lot of people do? No, nah, I mean, people do do that, but not a lot of people. But that is an actual thing in Germany. <laughs> I know that. Um, but it, it turns out actually it's like, it's not, it's, it can be quite tiring to hold your forearm and hand up in the air like this and over a long period of time it actually is a bit of a muscle so it's a random tidbit that was probably not their part of their attention or interesting to talk about so we'll move on claire what was the next thing that you um, wanted to cover my next thing is quite topical it's uh of the moment uh considering the leaked scotus decision mm. on monday this week um it is a project from planned Parenthood and it won in virtual and remote health and wellness and it's a chatbot. So you go to the site and you are able to chat with a healthcare educator about reproductive health. So 
abortions, um, STIs. It's a bot, or you can schedule a meeting with a healthcare educator. Birth control or reproductive health, basically. And I think it's just an incredible tool because you can use it from anywhere you are in the country. You may not be close to um, a facility. So you can speak to someone and learn more about and, and speak to them about your health, uh, which will be ever more important, maybe, in the future. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, um, Planned Parenthood in general has been pretty, pretty at the forefront of uh, helping people get appointments. And, you know, and even before this discussion of overturning Roe, there's been already some limitations on these type of procedures and what access you have. And sometimes you can be in some states and actually the state is, another state is closer or the, or you can be in a state where everything is totally legal, but there are actually just very few healthcare providers. And, uh, you know, Planned Parenthood has really always been uh, trying to be in those places, but then also connecting with people who are in places where they don't have that access. And we see things like another another way in which they're, they're trying to make that accessible. And I was looking back, you know, the very first, their very first win was in 2001. So they've wow. obviously always been using technology to try and help reach people as well. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely been, I mean, they're a multi, multi-time uh, whether you were nominee and winner. Yeah, just a way to extend the mission to more marginalized communities that don't have access to those things. You know, and we know that the internet has been a, a really positive force in reaching out to those people that may not have facilities nearby them, or maybe that information that they can get online for free. So it's a great resource. Yeah. The other, and the other thing that's great about it too, is I think they learned the lesson in which a lot of places it took a while to learn, which is like, you can't pretend, you can't have the bot pretend that it's a human, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you understand it's a bot, it's helping you find information. And then as you were saying earlier, they have healthcare There's an opportunity to sort of switch yeah. over to the human. Yeah. yeah, totally. And particularly during the pandemic, it's even more important to be able to reach people that way as well. That's a nice era that we've graduated out of, like pretending the bots are human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've, that was a little bit of a thing. Yeah, a little while. You know, like, gosh, this person is so slow. <laughs> <laughs> three dots, three dots, three dots, three dots. Um, you know, if this was a show, we would go, we would just have like a, a little moment there and then we have like lights come out to switch. We don't really have that. So we'll just transition to the next. Yeah. And I, I have to, I, this is a tough, tough transition. I'm going to do my best. Okay. I'll change the tone a little bit. We're, we're an organization that doesn't shy away from controversy. Um, we are the organization that had the uh, inventor of the GIF provide his five word speech, which was, it is pronounced GIF, not GIF. Uh, Steve Willine, who passed away this year. So I'm going to introduce uh, a podcast that I love that's very controversial in the culinary scene to certain individuals. Um, you know, and this is a podcast who, by their very nature, want to create controversy because uh, they called it a hot dog is a sandwich. Now, this is from the, the mythical universe, Rhett and Link, and then all the, the mythical morning and, and that you know, great many many time multi multi Webby winners and nominees, and uh, you know it's Josh Shearer and Nicole Emiati, uh, and they uh, bring up really important topics, things that you know we really need to to get deep into. I think um, you know something like what's the best piece of Chex Mix is a really a really important topic. I would say uh, one of the more controversial episodes that I listened to re- recently is nachos or a salad. 
which I mean, I don't even know how you, you, you get to that point. You really just want to stir it up. Uh, what's the breakdown? If it has dressing on it, is that where they end up? They end up on that one. It's a dressing thing. It is, if it's dressed, it's a salad. It's like his tortilla salad. You know, is a tortilla salad a real salad? Right. You know, oh, when they okay. use the bowl, you know, the bowl. You know, there's no green. Like, like there's some really this is quality topics that they hit. Like, uh, this is one of the ones that I know being do about our air fryers overrated was a really good episode. No, hard so guess. do they have I mean, a? But do they? <laughs> but do they have an? Do they have a, a winner at the end? Yes or no? Do they? Yeah, they, have, they have their opinions. And then is it, so, yeah. but there is no winner. Not, so they just have the this argument. Is, this is a spoiler free. No, I need yeah. to know. Is there a winner at the end? Nothing. Oh, yeah, okay. You have, have to listen. You have to listen. That's that's the whole point. Is okay. get people get people excited. It's like. When you know that a news bush is coming, and you well, you know that that's what this is. This well, is there's well, no cussing on the podcast. But yeah. <laughs> what was the yeah. argument we had the other day? It was whether ramen is a soup. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the." F- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since two thousand thirteen, Bombas has donated over one hundred million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh, it's of course it's a soup. Did I say it wasn't a soup? No, no, it's not a soup. Ramen is its own genre of soup. It's broth. Ramen is not in the same camp as like New England clam chowder and split pea soup. It's very different. <laughs> it's a soup though. It's still soup. It's a stuff in it. It's a broth. It's meat. I think you actually use soup broth in it. How about this one? You ready for this? Fake syrup is better than real syrup. Oh, that's wrong. And they brought somebody in. That's wrong. Well, I see McLeod on fake syrup, by the way. It's just going to See, the reason somebody. why I brought that up is people aren't aware of. The, the CEO of the Webby Awards, Mr. Dewey Michelle Davies, is, is as as astute a is it possible to say like I mean a little bit of a is it body hacking? What's the what's the term for somebody who just is so knowledgeable about one's health and the granularity and the, the finer points? Boring, I think they call it. <laughs> Mundane, annoying. That's probably what it is. People might not know that we own WebDMD.com. And do plan to do something with it. It's like a birthday party here, I think. (laughs) Something's gonna happen. What was the um? What was what's the last one you want to leave us with on hot dogs on a sandwich? The last one that I'm gonna leave you with, um, which I I felt was a a pretty good one, and you're gonna agree with this one as well. Is Wagyu beef a scam? Oh yes. It's not a scam though. Don't they actually spend hours massaging it? Is it delectable delight or is it just a straight up scam? It's good, but like, is it is it that much better? I think you. You know, I don't know if you've known about this podcast. I think it's one you're gonna you're gonna get into. Yeah, yeah. There's some stuff. I feel like it's, it goes. T- they go two ways at it, probably, right? They either break it down platonically, like, oh, what's the essence of uh, nachos? It's something that has sauce or has vegetables or whatever. Or and then there's the 
there is there is like what's the best cereal? Yeah, and then there's right. people like maybe like me, or we're just like no. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just a sort of gut. There's going to be a quick no, yeah. just like out of the gate. I don't need to listen to this. Love it. I think you'll enjoy it. it. Both those Sounds great. It's all food related. All it's the all questions food, are food. It's all food related. You never know. They could be quite convincing. Yeah. And just for so it's a wedding. It's kind of weird and it's fun. And, yeah. Love it. Great winner. Great, great podcast. Great winner. And it also shows you just uh, how something old is new again. Because, I mean, how long have we been arguing over whether a hot dog is a sandwich? I mean, it was like years and years and years and years. As, as old as the internet, that and clearly people respond to it because they would they would be his voice winner in in, in the, the arts and culture category. Awesome. Guess, so, well, my next one is going to go further into the um, the realm of great uses of technology instead of stupid ones. So, um, this is called Footprints on Extinction, and it was an app created by a, looks like a South American branch of the World Wildlife Fund, by the way, which is not the foundation. It's WWF World Wildlife Fund. Um, and it won in sustainability. And essentially, uh, what it is, is they're using these AR to give people the opportunity to place extinct animals in their natural environment. So the dodo, um, the clouded leopard, um, you know, ancient penguins you've never seen. And so instead of using AR to like, have an exploding Lego on your hand, which, you know, I'm not saying that's not fun, that's fun. Instead of that, they're using it so you can actually place the dodo in your environment. You can see what it would look like walking around your pool or the leopard walking around your backyard. And um, and for them, the idea is really just to try and make extinction something that's more concrete and something people can connect with and hopefully help people understand like what the value and see what the animals look like before it obviously motivate them to help support the fund and which ultimately the fund is all about you know well this is a little fund. Let me just say this is such a good idea. I was That's not aware of this this winter yeah. and maybe go check it out. I love the idea. It really is such a good use of AR. Um, um but also the thing is is that like they had to do a lot of work to it's not like oh let's show you what a zebra looks like in your backyard where they go find like a zebra and they run a 3D model of a zebra. This is, I'll show you what an animal that doesn't exist anymore looks like. So they're creating a 3D model of an animal that doesn't exist and then shows you how it can walk around. I mean, the whole, you know, so it's, it's pretty intense. How far back do they go do now? Do they go to like, or is it more recent, more recent extinctions and things like well, that? Well, the, the, I mean, the, the dodos, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't do the math on how many thousands of years or whatever. So I, I have to look, but I, I can't answer. No, it doesn't go back to yeah. like dinosaurs. No, I'm not that I think it was like, I think there was seven or eight when I was looking through it. So maybe there's more now. Well, I know a three-year-old in Brooklyn who is going to love that. Nothing like having match. an extinct penguin in the bathtub or on the side of that bathtub with you, right? Really fun. Show me the video, right? Yeah, show me the video. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope that my only worry is that they won't be able to get isn't extinct because they'll be like, oh, look, it's not in the thing. Well, then you're going to have to have kind of a heavy conversation about yeah. extinction, yeah, which is pretty intense. For um, but you, you know, because they already have that conversation because of dinosaurs. That's true. Right, right. So yeah. they, they get it. He the he, he's into dinosaurs. He, you know, Gandolfo doesn't really believe that dinosaurs were real, and so there's lots of discussions about. Yeah. But isn't it easier to be like, oh, there was an ice age. There was a, instead of like, you know, humans over overstretched and deforested areas. Yes, and that's, that's why different. Yes. Yeah, I know. I don't think we'll quite get into that just <laughs> yet. So. 
Um, Claire, I think you're up next. All right, and my final one is uh, just a beloved podcast that I listen to every day on my way home from work. It is part of my daily routine, uh, and it's called Post Reports. It's from the Washington Post. It's their daily podcast. It's fantastic. And, you know, over the last few years, we've been talking about how the internet has kept us connected and entertained and educated. It has also kept us very informed, and Post Reports is one of those things that keeps me very informed. Hmm. And is it a compliment to the daily in the morning, together? Yeah. Sometimes they speak about the same things. Sometimes they speak about totally different things. But they bring in journalists that have broken stories and uh, experts in their fields. Post reports is a little bit different because they bring sometimes they bring in other journalists from other uh, uh, publications. Not it's not post only specific. No, it's mostly post specific. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously their reporters are just so smart mm. and so informed. So it's great. Yeah. Does it does it follow that like quick bites like keep keep informed for the day or are they long long? No, it's not. Or? No, that's a good question. It's not like Axios. It's not a ten minute, fifteen minute number. It's usually like 20, 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. So it's a commute. It's a commute. It's like my commute perfectly. Mm -hmm. Okay, you get in there. You'll enjoy it. Uh, and I, I, I mean, I, you know, so we're talking about podcast and how's the how's the music. Okay. Their sound design is great. Okay. Their sound design is great. And their host, Martine, she's fantastic. And mm -hmm. I know that they, they, I mean, they plugged their Webby Award People's Voice campaign hard on that podcast. So oh, that's fun. Yes. So you'd say the music in a, in a news podcast is important to you, Andy? Well, I, I think sound in podcasts in general is, is in really good podcasts that are produced and I, I think especially on daily podcasts which tend to have a lot of not all of them obviously but a lot of daily podcasts that are from organizations like the post will have a lot of production value behind them um and i think it's you know i think it's an interesting you know it's, a, it's an important part of those type of things i think more than like a tv show i think you know it's it's a the best music in the in different news podcasts we do have we do have some sound categories so i like a list and, yeah that's true all right, I think mine is next here. Oh, this is this is such a uh, what a joy in so many ways. This one was. I, it's just I can't. Uh, when I saw this, I was just couldn't believe I had ten full minutes to get to watch this whole thing. Um, it's uh, it's in comedy video, and it was the winner. And it's Simpsons Balenciaga, and it's just a marriage of so many things that I enjoy. Of course, the Simpsons. Simpsons um, you know, just a long history of loving The Simpsons and, and all those characters. And then much of this takes place in France and is making fun of French people, which, you know, it's just near and dear to my heart. So it's like making fun of me and the people that I also enjoy making fun of at once. Uh, Anna Wintour, or a character of her, makes an appearance. So there's a very strong making fun of fashion. So it's just, it's just it all comes together. Uh, Marge turns out to be very happy in this episode for probably the only time ever in any Simpsons episode I've really ever seen that I can remember. It also doesn't really end badly for the most part. I mean, there's most of it is somewhat, it's just like a kind of a good news thing for the Simpsons, which also never happens. So just, just great. And uh, if you, if you've always wanted to see Mo appear in a Balenciaga runway show in Paris, here you go. And it lasts for 10 full minutes. It's just joy. It's so well done, and it is such like to the, a testament to branded content. Like, this is not a pairing I would have predicted. 
I don't know. I, I want to see the Venn diagram of like Simpsons fans and Balenciaga fans, but they were there. Maybe it's the three of us at this table. I don't, you know, I haven't even. It's well, amazing. Well, Balenciaga's just doing a great job in general, aren't they? We've run into. Um, and I know that they're very excited about their Webby win. They've been emailing with me, talking about their speech. They've been asking their audience, their fans, to come up with their five-word speech today. Love it when The Simpsons win. Yeah, I mean, so the, the premise of the, of the video is essentially that you know, Homer forgets Marge's birthday to the last minute, and he finds Marge holding a catalog in bed while sleeping, and he finds the catalog on ad for Balenciaga. And so he sends an email to the people of Balenciaga saying, saying, please send me anything for my wife's birthday even if it's the cheapest thing you have, even if it's just the tag. So they said they don't understand, so they send him a $19,000 dress. <laughs> and she puts it on, he sees the price, and he, and he just like starts freaking out. And she says, I know I have to send it back, but please let me wear it outside for a minute. And so then, you know, anyway, I'll leave it at that. But the, the story unfolds in classic Simpsons fashion. It starts there, it ends up in places you can never imagine along the way. Uh, there's a great zip code joke about where Springfield is, and of course, is never answered and never will be even though there is one episode that says where it is, but we won't even get into that right now. So anyway, it's a, it's a great, it's a classic Simpsons episode. And yeah, it just happens. Well, you know, there is that, there's that classic episode, isn't there, where she gets the Chanel suit. You remember the I Chanel do remember suit? That. That's yes. the one that she's also very happy in. So there's a fashion a little thing. A little bit of the close works there, Marshall. Simpsons, like, multi-year. Many, many wins. Webby wins, nominees. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Long-time judge also back right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think Steve's next. Time. I think I am. Last I, one. I, this is the last one. We're ending on it. All right. So I had a I had an internal struggle whether or not I was going to contribute this one because um, this is the source of a lot of my deep cuts. Uh, like, when I come to the office, will people know where you get it from? When I, when I come to the, I'm giving you all. Well, I'm giving you all the magic here because when I come to the office with weird. Internet tidbits. How do you know that? I mean, it did win Webby at this point, though. So it's, it's a Webby winner. Yeah, it's out, it's out there, um, and I'm so glad that it is because it is it is unequivocally my favorite uh, newsletter that I get. Um, it is called Garbage Day, um, which classic for real real deep cuts. This is like a Silent Night Deadly Night reference. So that is that is even 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 deeper than that. But so it's the PV winner. Uh, in, I believe it, and Claire, you can confirm with me, in, in the independent publishers category. Oh, that's a good category. Right? And and uh, also in weird. So I'm sitting here with one person who loves an indie publisher, another person who loves weird internet things. This is your newsletter. This is your website. Uh, yeah. It is the work of Ryan Broderick, who was at BuzzFeed for years, uh, at Vice, a number of other places. And he just scours the internet for... Um, really amazing weird trends and things like it just it's so deep and it's so well researched um i'm going to read because i think it, i think his mission aligns very well with ours as an organization and he says everyone loves to blame every bad thing that happens these days on the internet and to be honest most of it is true but the web is still good and this newsletter is your regular reminder that actually being online is pretty fun and so it's like just really fun, meme like stories, different trends, things that you might see here and there that you're like, oh, wait, I, I saw that in my feed. And you know, he'll just take a really deep dive into these things. Um, I love it. Uh, it's, it's, it's a source of constant uh, amusement and curiosity. And uh, he's got a great perspective on these things. 
researches really deeply like a journalist would. And uh, I love it. I'm a big fan. So I'm, I'm very excited that they're, you know, that Garbage Day has won multiple Webbies this year. I gotta get it in my inbox. Is it a Substack? I think it is a Substack. It is. Now, right? It is a Substack. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, some current headlines for people who don't know about it Monkey JPEGs Real Estate. Um, the the so, Batman pipeline is confusing. The, the the monkey JPEG real estate thing is incredible. Obviously, it goes a little into Yuba Labs and the board apes and things. But then he'll have a couple of, of different things in each episode. So, like, you know, um, you know, making money from Twitter. He'll have in there, which is a really interesting thing about like Elon Musk and a really interesting take. There's lots of hot hot takes in here. Um, you know, and then like it, something that goes super viral, like this huge giant bulge in the road in China which became this viral thing. I don't know if you saw the photo of it or anything. It just goes deeper into like how it happened, how it got there. Really, really um, dissects the way things kind of get and go viral on the internet. Yeah. And sort of like what led, the mechanisms that led to like this thing being in front of you randomly. Sounds right? awesome. It's really fun. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a great one. It's a winner as all the ones, all the things we've talked about here today are, um, it's on Substack, so I encourage people to check that out. I encourage everybody to check out all the Webby Award winners at webbyawards.com. Um, the gallery is looking shiny and new and uh, is really, really fun to go through and, and uh, lots of ways to filter and find all the stuff you want. Uh, would be remiss if I didn't remind everybody that we will be having the Webby Awards live in person on May 16th. Um, it will be available to watch as it happens starting at 9 Eastern at webbyawards.com and on social. What's the hashtag? Claire? Hashtag Webby. Hashtag Webby is W-E-B-B-Y-S. So um, tune in, I guess. We still say tune in. Anyway, visit. Um, experience it. Roma Jr. And we have Roma Jr., who I know you've had some great calls with and you're very uh, excited about and think he's going to do a great job. I'm sure he, he will. He very, very, his intention is to be the best Webby host ever. Thanks to Steve and Claire for dropping by the studio. Please visit the show notes to find out more about the winners mentioned in this episode. And don't forget to follow hashtag Webby's. That's hashtag W-E-B-B-Y-S on May 16th to catch all the action at the 26th Annual Webby Awards. For more information about the Webby Awards, please visit us at webbyawards.com or find us on most social platforms at The Webby Awards. If you like our podcast, we'd be grateful if you took a moment to give us a rating or review. It really helps other listeners find our show. As always, you can reach me on social at DMD Likes. Our editor is Kate Michigan. Our editorial lead is Jordana Jarrett. Our producer is Cecilia Betzel. Music is Poddington Bear. Claire Graves is our president. I'm your host, David Michelle Davies, and this is the Webby Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.